Good physical training for elders is different than for those who are younger. Find out more on this episode of Ask the Resource Queen. And now, here's your host, Alex Litwack. Welcome. With me today is John Simmons. He has been a personal trainer for over 30 years, and one of the things that he is into, which is near and dear to my heart, is how to help seniors exercise well so that they don't injure themselves. Hello, John. Hello. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm happy you're here because I know a lot of seniors, and my sense of a lot of trainers out there is they treat their seniors the same way they treat the rest of their younger clientele. Why is that a bad idea? I think with our younger clients that uh, the number one reason they come to personal trainers accountability and then obviously with seniors I don't think the accountability is an issue because they want to come in they want to have their regular active daily living I think for them it's uh, they want to use the trainer for putting together and tailoring a safe program for their needs and, and wants. And I think that's where some trainers go wrong is they can't decipher between training a senior properly versus someone that's a little bit younger. And what I've seen with trainers in general and people in the way they exercise in general is that they tend to overdo it. Yes, I have a philosophy, and that's more is not better. And <laughs> I think, unfortunately, with our seniors, we need to understand their needs um, and their wants and really carefully analyze what they have going on because there's so many different things they could have going on that your younger folks wouldn't have to deal with from a, in a training environment. When you say senior, are you the AARP definition of senior? Uh, I'd say probably 65 and older. I would be what I would classify as a senior. I know that personally I have... Oh, 14 clients, 75 or older, and I have four that are 85 or older. During the cold weather season, I would think when people aren't getting out and going about, having somebody like you makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, I think with the current climate that we're in right now, it's not only just the physical part, it's just having someone to engage in conversation with because most of them, some of them are, are widowed are home by themselves, maybe not have family members close. Um, and so just having an appointment a couple of times a week in a safe environment, just to have that emotional engagement on top of just getting out of the chair and doing some physical stuff is, is imperative for them, especially during the, the current climate that we're in. So when you say a couple of times a week, how often should everyone exercise if they're a senior? 
I, I encourage two to three times a week, and, and our sessions are usually a half an hour. Again, I go back to the sometimes the more is not better, especially with our seniors. Um, when we talk to our seniors, I, my, my philosophy is this, the motion is the lotion. Um, and getting them up and moving around and doing a lot of range of, of motion exercises for their joints, um, it tends to, to help with the pain component that they have on a, on a daily basis. One time a week really does not help them because they find themselves sore in between. So two to three times a week is kind of what I recommend. When somebody comes to you and they are ready to start exercising, what's the first thing you do with them? Yes, the first thing for us is just a very thorough um, hour consult. And the, the most important thing with not just seniors with any client is the, is the health screening. You know, why are you here? What are you looking to accomplish? What things do we need to work around? Um, issues, orthopedic issues, other issues in our seniors. They might have, you know, Parkinson's, MS, arthritis, other things. And so we try to work around them. So that health screening is very important. And then from there, it's okay, let's tailor a program for this particular client um, based on their needs and wants, their age, and obviously the things that they might have going on in their life. I would imagine there's not one program that you use for all people. No, and that's actually, I really enjoy the seniors because it makes us think as trainers <laughs> um, because there's so many different things going on with each client. And so that's what makes it challenging for us. And, and for me, if you come in and you have the same program and the same people all the time, it becomes boring for me. So it's nice to have a, a little different variety with our seniors to actually come up with some different programs. Uh, I, don't, I like the challenge. Do you have people set goals? We try to be gradual and progressive with our, with our goal uh, when we're setting our goals, for, especially for our seniors. But uh, we constantly on a weekly basis a lot of it's just range of motion. You know, can you get your arm over your head? Can you sit and stand? Um, and our goals for those seniors are just things that impact their everyday life. Can you get out of bed on your own? Can you get out of your chair on your own? Are you having a hard time uh, lifting your arm up to get things out of your cabinet? And again, especially for those folks who uh, are on their own and don't have caregivers, are, are we doing our job as trainers making the things that you do at home easier or are we not? Um, I think the most important thing is, is can they function on their own? Can they get to their car? Can they drive? Can they go to the grocery store? Can they go to the mailbox? Um, and that's very important. So that's kind of where we're at on a, on a weekly basis with our goals. Are we helping them achieve things in their daily life? Is that getting easier for them? So functionality is number one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, with, with our seniors, the one thing, and I constantly talk about range of motion because I always say this in, in your, your joints and your body, uh, loss of motion equals loss of function equals loss of strength equals pain. So the most important thing that we can do with our seniors is, is can we restore range of motion in your knees, your shoulders, your elbows, uh, and things like that to help with that pain component. Do you know anyone who's gotten to 65 and doesn't have some sort of pain? Uh, there, there's very, very, very few. And I think the good thing for me is doing this so long, I'm obviously 50 now. Um, I've changed my thinking as, as a trainer, understanding the limitations that I have as, as, as a 50 year old now. And so that's helped me as I've gotten older and more experience with putting these programs together for them, understanding what they're going through because some of those things I'm going through as well. Yeah, aging is not for sissies, as they say. 
No, no. And I tell you, you, you get to know these f- people and then you start realizing how important how they feel, uh, some of the endorphins that are released when they start working out, uh, how much better they feel about themselves from an image standpoint. Obviously, then their functions improving, and uh, it's 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 really rewarding uh, after these folks get into a program for a while uh, to see uh, how much better they feel about themselves. Exercise is such a factor in mood. And it makes, if you are battling anxiety or depression or loneliness, whatever it may be, exercise can make all the difference in the world. Yes, we see that, especially now with the wintertime and the cold weather. It's dark in the morning. It's dark at 5 o'clock. And um, these people, like again, some of them live by themselves. And they look forward to that. And I always say that, that sometimes we can turn their black mood ring when they come in into blue when they leave. And I think part of that just doing something physical. Um, I think that does something for them and uh, and that's really important for them, especially what we're going through right now because they can't get outside uh, this time of year. Yeah, winter is my least favorite season and if I had my way, I would have February canceled. I, I would agree. February 1st and March 1st is, is the <laughs> toughest four weeks of the year and we're finding that out right now. It is really difficult and the other thing about being cold is that you find yourself with your shoulders up by your ears and you're worried about falling all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, f- I would say from our standpoint with, our, with most of our seniors, uh, balance um, and walking, um, we find that a lot with our folks and, and it becomes a little more challenging for them in the wintertime because of just joint pain seems to increase in the wintertime for them. I think some of that's just due to, to, to inactivity. Um, we do a lot of just walking and coaching, heel toe, stand up tall, use your core. I'll, I'll use this for an example. I had a client come in one day and she goes, here's what I want to do today. She goes, I want you to gently put me on the ground on the mat and I want you to teach me how to get up safely in case I fall at home. And I looked at her and I said, well, why don't we do this? Why don't we teach you not to fall and be on the ground? That's probably a better idea than what we're doing, doing now. So. That whole thing with folks, there's a definite fear for these folks, especially now with snow and ice, of of falling. Well, falling is a big deal because if you fall and you hurt yourself or you break something, then you have this whole recovery period that's going to be even more challenging. Yes, especially with their age. And again, that fear of falling at their home by themselves. And again, some of these folks don't have family uh, in the area. So it's definitely a concern. So if we can work with them, you know, we also try to coach them through like, Hey, maybe get some grab bars in your bathroom by your toilet. Maybe get some grab bars by your shower. Maybe that way in the event that you do have a, a mishap that you can actually physically get up or Hey, take your cell phone with you, put it in your pocket in the event that something like this might happen at home. So you're not put in a precarious situation. So we, we, we talk about it. So it's not just training. It's also coaching them through things that might come up at home on their own. It's almost like having a toddler where you have to go around and plug up all the electrical outlets, you know, and do things for safety. As an elder, you've got to do things for your own safety. Yeah, and we, we talk about it all the time. Like there's a definite niche um, for someone in the community to come to houses like you, you pay for someone to come to your house and your child to child-proof your house. Mm-hmm. Come to the house and can we, can we senior-proof this house for this person? 
you know, with, uh, like I said, grab bars, railings, um, raised toilet seats, and, and things like that. And the crazy thing is when you talk to these seniors who, who want this and need this, there's not a lot of folks out there that do that for them. And so that's a niche that's out there that, that someone needs to probably take advantage of. I hear of a new small business. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> coming, coming, about, coming to you soon. So functionality was number one, foundational, mm-hmm. very important. Then you said something about balance. Yes, um, obviously folks, again, uh, we start talking about arthritic knees, arthritic ankles. Um, and again, when your range of motion is compromised, and let's say you have a 10 degree loss of range of motion in your knee, you're going to limp, you're going to, your gait's going to change. Um, your gait changes, you change your walking pattern, now balance is an issue. Um, and so again, can we work with these folks to regain some range of motion in their knees to help? Ultimately, that will then help them from a standpoint of their walking pattern. You can't straighten your knee, you can't walk properly. Uh, and so that's the biggest thing for us is these folks that come in and walking is an issue. We have some folks that, start with a gate belt and we walk around the gym with the gate belt on them and the hope is that somewhere down the road that we both feel comfortable that we don't need the gate belt so um and that that does happen we've had a couple folks that uh walkers they're hunched over in their walker right and so can we get them into a situation where they can stand tall and can we go from a walker to a cane can we go from a cane to on their own gate belt then on their own so there's phases and the crazy thing is you can. You can. It's just, it has to be gradual and progressive. Patience. Not a virtue that I possess. So <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only one. <laughs> well, if you ask my wife, I have four kids. Um, I don't have patience. But I also, with my clients that I train that are in these older, I view that's somebody's dad. That's somebody's mom. Yes. Um, you know, I wish that when, you know, before my dad passed that we would have had somebody that would have come into the house or he could have gone to, to help him out. We don't have that. So I think from a, I would rather change, I would rather train seniors than some of the younger folks. Um, because again, I feel like I'm doing more and changing their life, but also I see my parents in them. And so that means a lot to me. Yeah. You said gate belt. I don't know what that is. So a gate belt is just something, that we, it's a belt, we put it around the client and it actually has straps on the side, straps on the back, and it just allows me to hold on to them so they are more comfortable when we go from you know exercise to exercise. Um, it's just a, a safety precaution for us in the beginning as they maybe not are ready to walk on their own in a small gym environment. So on the, on the balance front, I think that a lot of seniors do fall or they get dizzy sometimes with vestibular issues and then they're unsteady on their feet and even though I know what you said to that client about let's learn how to not fall isn't there a correct way to fall yeah I I, I would say so Um, but again I go back to can we Prevent that. Can we prevent that? Um, because as you know, sometimes these falls with these folks is, is catastrophic. And slowing down, I would think, would be a huge factor. Y- yeah, yeah, slowing down. Um, a lot of times you just have to think. Older folks have to think about walking. You and I don't. But oh, these older folks, they have to think about their technique and what they're doing and paying attention and 
you know, like you said, all the vestibular stuff going on with, with vertigo and, and, and dizziness and obviously um, glasses, right? Um, depth perception on glasses and stairs and things like that impact them. But in the, the day, go slow, walk slowly and think about it and make sure you're in a situation that you are not in a situation where you were to fall, that you would not have a way to contact somebody or get up. Yeah, I know a few horror stories where people have fallen and nobody found them till the next day or, or, what, or 72 hours later because they didn't have their cell phone nearby. They didn't have, you know, the, the life, life alert, alert. Yeah, yes. which makes all the difference in the world. Actually, you know, one of the most interesting things is that you can use now the Alexa or any of those other kinds of systems to call 911. Yeah, your Apple... Apple Watch now and your phone have, yeah. have a fall prevention thing on it. Look, when we said that, my Alexa just went on. <laughs> Alexa, be quiet. <laughs> Isn't that funny, though? Yes, yes. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of technology out there for these folks. The Apple iWatch is actually a really good one because you can then program into the phone who you want to call. So when the fall alert goes off, it will call somebody, and then you can call back and say, are you okay? Or do, would you like me to call somebody? So that's that's a good one. The, the Apple iPhone iWatch. Yeah, that's an excellent tool. I mean, there is some there is some great technology out there that is very helpful yes. for seniors. Yes. Sometimes I think about installing a camera system in my dad's house just to see how he's doing, but he would kill me. He, he, he probably <laughs> would. He probably would. Yeah, I don't think he'd enjoy that. All right, so we've got balance functionality. What about strength? Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because you, you think that, oh, these older people, they can't get stronger, but actually, actually they can. Um, and, you know, after being with someone for a long period of time, you're looking at this going, okay, so can they regain strength? Absolutely. First step, regain all the range of motion in the joints. And when you can do that, then you cannot strengthen a joint that doesn't have full range of motion. It's just impossible. But once you do that, then, then, then yeah, and then... We, again, we start with the lightweights, and then they get to a point where like, hey, I think I can handle more. And so I, I really listen to them. You know, just because one week they're able to do this, or I'm not looking to do a, uh, an increase in weight, I let them tell me when they're ready. Uh, and I think that that's more sensible and makes more sense. And it, when they get stronger, that relates to the functionality. They seem to be more functional at home as they do get stronger in their legs and upper body. Do you talk to your clients about nutrition? Um, I do if they ask. Um, uh, the seniors in particular, that's not really a, a, a focus for them because that's not high on their list of why they're there. Uh, with our younger people, uh, clients, yes, they, they talk about nutrition quite a bit. We put programs together for them. If they follow it, that's their prerogative that we we try to hold them accountable, but with, that's challenging for some folks. Yeah, to have to take away their lunch money or something. <laughs> you know? Y yes, or go and monitor their pantry because we know, <laughs> we know what they're... If you buy it, you're going to eat it, so just don't buy it. I, I say that all the time, which is the reason I don't bake. Because if I bake, I'm going to eat it. It's very true. Right? Very so true. I just don't bake. And what kind of homework do you give people if they're coming to you twice a week? Our three-time-a-week folks are Monday, Wednesday, Friday with strength, or Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday with strength, and then we try to, the in-between days, we try to put them on a cardio program. Um, cardio programs dictated by what can you do, because some of our folks can't run. 
So can you swim? Can you bike? Can you do an elliptical? Uh, more is not better. Brief and intense uh, from a cardio standpoint. And uh, doing the cardio between workouts helps them loosen up from the day prior from the strength standpoint, uh, which makes them feel a little bit better as opposed to, I'm really sore, I'm not going to do anything. But now they're doing their cardio and they do their cardio and they realize they feel better afterwards. Short, shorter spurts. So is that 20 minutes of cardio? Yeah, I'm, I've kind of been into the five to ten minute warm up, and then the twenty minutes um, at, a, at a higher intensity. Um, our seniors, it's basically an airdyne bike or a recumbent bike, and it's basically just beginning of the workout to warm up, end of the workout maybe to cool down. They don't do much on their own besides being at their home, walking around their houses. But how important is it to get that heart rate up? Well, I think. It's, Obviously, to train your heart, your heart's a muscle. You know, you have to train your heart to obviously strengthen that. But, you know, also from a standpoint of just a caloric burn, you know, if you're trying to, to stay fit and lose weight, I mean, the best way to do that is what? Get your heart rate up. Uh, the harder you work, the more calories you're going to burn. And, you know, with folks, I don't think they realize, you know, uh, 3,500 calories is one pound of fat. So you've got to create a caloric deficit of 3,500. So if you five, ne negative 500 on Monday, you got to do that seven days in a row to lose one pound of fat. And that's, it's hard to do. Um, and so the, the more intense their cardio is, the, the better their caloric burn is going to be. Yeah. 3,500 calories. I'm thinking about that. Hmm. That's like two days of eating. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like when you start doing your diary with folks and they realize what they're eating and you start actually putting the numbers to it, it's, it's, eye-opening for many especially if they eat a lot of prepared packaged food processed foods yeah. yes or yes. even just getting takeout yes. a lot of hidden calories that sodium salt which obviously impacts a lot of things and it's just uh diets are short-term answers to a long-term problem the answer is making lifestyle changes that's the answer Absolutely, 100% agree with you. I almost wish the word diet wasn't in our lexicon. I, I would agree. Um, you know, I, our family in particular, we follow some pretty strict guidelines with our kids. We're trying to teach them to eat properly. Uh, now, do they follow that? Yeah, for the most part, but yes, they're a Chick-fil-A here and there and, and ice cream and things like that, but they're also kids, so we allow them to do that. But I think it's important for parents when they have kids to show them what proper nutrition is. Um, and I think that uh, we don't do enough of that because we parent our kids and out of convenience. What's convenient? Well, Subway is convenient, McDonald's is convenient, Chick-fil-A is convenient, and because it's convenient, then we do it. Well, it's hard to be a working parent and try to get a healthy meal on the table, shop, do all the things you're supposed to do. It's a lot. It's stressful. Well, I think for you, I don't know how you grew up, but when I grew up, you sat down as a family and you yes. had a family meal that was prepared by mom and you were all there and didn't care. It, it seems that things have changed now with sports and school and activities. I think it's very rare anymore that families are actually sitting down to a prepared meal, um, which is just the generation that we're in right now. And even for seniors, I watch people and what they buy in the grocery store sometimes, and I'm always fascinated, you mm -hmm. know. So I see a lot of seniors who buy like four items, frozen fish sticks, yep. you know, maybe one sweet potato, some other packaged pasta thing, and maybe a can of soup. And I think, wow, if you're not cooking for yourself, 
For the seniors, it's challenging, right? Because they're cooking for themselves or maybe one other person. So I always say that, like, how is that a challenge? But it actually is. It's very hard. Uh, So those folks have to actually sit down and actually probably think about their, when they go to the grocery store, their entire week. Um, and that's not, that's not easy if you're on your own and you're thinking about, well, what am I going to have for dinner um, and prepare it? Because most of the recipes are, are for family or for more than one person. Um, and so they have a challenge. And so, again, they go back to convenience. The, the frozen meals convenient. The can of soup's convenient. Sometimes they skip the fresh vegetables and the fresh fruits, again, because it's convenient. Yeah. And some people don't enjoy cooking. And I get that, but I also get in package and processed and fast foods, you're getting a whole bunch of things that you don't really need. Yeah, you, you are, and I think we just, a lot of times folks just get into a rut. Again, it's, it's easier, um, I like it better, and because they get into that rut, that becomes their lifestyle. Uh, and then they have to break that lifestyle and understand what's appropriate for their body, what's healthy for their body, and start making those. And once they make the changes, they probably like it better. When people hear the word diet, they think, oh, it's something I can just do for six weeks or six months, and then I'm done. And when you're talking about a real lifestyle change, that's foundational. It is, and it's, it's, it's foundational, number one, but it's also life-changing. Um, if you can actually put it yourself in a situation where it is your lifestyle, eating healthy, taking care of your body, when people actually do that, and they do it over a long period of time, and they see the changes, um, <laughs> sleep patterns, um, their skin, um, their figure. And then again, what's that impact? Well, that impacts my self-image and how I feel about myself. So diet is such a huge thing of just, it's this big circle of all the things that affects in your life. And if the folks can just stay with it and see the positive uh, gains from doing that, I think that it makes that lifestyle change a little bit easier. People are living a long time. Mm -hmm. And if you're at 65 in poor shape or ill health, you could have another 30 years Yes, of it, not feeling well. True, true. I always have, I always kid my seniors when they come in, when they leave, I go, good job today. We've just added another day to your life because I do think that working out does delay the aging process. I really do believe that. And uh, if, I, if I start getting them to believe in that, then I think that they, they actually, it helps them from a standpoint of Again, feeling like they have some longevity still. Um, but uh, the most important thing is just making them feel good about themselves. Yeah, because every day you feel good about yourself makes you want to go to bed and wake up the next day and do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Yeah, repeat the process. So they'll try it once, and then they'll be like, hey, I want to go twice a week. And then they're like, well, hey, I want to do it three times a week. They want to be there. They have the financial means, and they want to be there. Um, and they realize that it's working. And then what do they do? They go tell their friend, then they go tell another friend, and then the next thing you know, um, you've got this group of folks that are all friends together, that are all seniors, and they're uh, comparing their stories about what's changed in their life from working out. And so that's that's the intrinsic reward that, that I get. Yeah, it's great, John. So if someone is interested in working out with you mm-hmm. or one of your trainers, how do they contact you? So we do a free consultation. So basically the consultation, you come in, we do the health history screening. Um, and then I look at what you're looking. We go ahead and design a, a workout right there. We take, take you through it on the first day. Uh, and again, like I said, no financial commitment. They can contact me at Fitness 180. And the number there is 317-587-8782. 
uh, they can ask for me and then I'll set up the consultation with them. We'll get them in and they can see if that's something that uh, they think will work for them. And like I said, there's no cost for the consultation. Fitness 180. Yes. John, thank you so much. I love all the great information and here's to long lives and healthy lives. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you, Alex. Are you dealing with anxiety, pain, insomnia, or inflammation? If so, then CBD may be the answer you are seeking. At CBD Jubilee, we understand that you may have tried many different supplements and medications without success. CBD is a different kind of supplement. It works on a system in your body to get your whole self back in balance. We hope you will come talk to us at 6418 Carrollton Avenue in Broad Ripple, or you may check out our website, cbdjubilee.com. Thanks for tuning in. Please join us next week for a new edition of Ask the Resource Queen. Ask the Resource Queen.